scripture is going to be in the book of Luke, Luke chapter number 8. And if I were at Antioch, and I do have to give a shout out to the members of Antioch, uh, because this is the first Sunday. We've never been uh, in our church on, new, on the first Sunday of the new year. So they don't know how to act. But, but we left them in good hands, and they sent us off with a blessing to be here to be a blessing. Uh, so I thank God uh, for a good church uh, and people who are willing uh, to support ministry uh, at, at, at various levels. And so Luke chapter number eight, uh, as you're turning there, uh, if you were, will repeat after me, um, and, and, and this is our confession that we would do at Antioch. So if you can repeat after me, I am ready, I am ready to receive. The uncompromised, the uncompromised word of God. Word of God. This, word this word is for me, is for me. To, change me to change me for the better. For the better. I, made I made it through yesterday. I am an overcomer. I am, an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. If, God be for me, if God be for me, who can be against me? Right now, now, I declare declare victory victory in the name of Jesus. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise if you will agree with that. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter number 8, verse number 22, let us begin to read our foundational scripture. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples And he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and there they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, in verse 25, Where is your faith? It is a question. Where is your faith? Not only is it a question, but it's personal. Many times we come to church and we wish our neighbor would have attended. (laughs) We want to elbow somebody and say, did you get that? But right now he's asking us a personal question. Where is your faith? And they've been afraid, wondering, saying uh, to one to another, what manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and the water and they obey him. And look at verse 26. Sometimes we don't read that far down. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. I want to teach to you from the subject today, where is your faith? Your faith is somewhere. Now we need to know where it is. Because maybe it's in a different place than when you first got saved. Maybe your faith has moved or changed based on outside circumstances and situations. 
He's talking to disciples. He's talking to people who have followed him. He's not talking to the sinners. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to people who follow him. And he's now asking them, where is your faith? And Pastor, I've been wrestling, you know, uh, for, for the last couple of weeks on where God wanted me to land with this message. And there were two things in my spirit that just I couldn't get out of my spirit. And I didn't know which way to go, but, but I got it in worship this morning. And God says, I don't want you to preach both sermons, but what I want you to do is I want you to tell somebody that there is a test that's coming this year. And you were made for the test. But, but some of us, has asked, we've asked God this question, God, why this test? Why this one? I mean, you could have given me another test, but God is saying, I gave you the test because you can handle it. God doesn't give us tests that we cannot handle. The reason that my name is not Job is because I couldn't have done what Job did. But Job could. And so that was Job's test. Abraham had a test. God gives us tests. He tests us based on the assignment that is on our life so that we can know where our faith is. And so why are you going through this test this year? Amen. Because you can. That's the reason. Then it's the will of God concerning you. God wants to get glory. And then the other thing, God, he, God needs evidence that you belong to him. Have you ever heard of the accuser of the brethren? The Bible says that God is the judge of all the earth. In a, a judge in a courtroom needs evidence in order to, to pardon a man. In, in, order, in order to find not guilty, in order, in order to find guilty, they need what? Evidence. So you can't just say I'm saved and I'm born again and I'm believing God if there's no evidence. Because the accuser is going to come and, and, and stand before the Lord and say, Look, God, you can't do that because they're not doing this. So God needs evidence. You know who the evidence is? Us. And so when you go through what you go through, you can't say, well, if that was me, I would have done that. Well, let's find out based on you going through it. Let's see if, if your confession is going to match your action. Corresponding action has to match what our confession is. And, and so I just, he, he said, I just want you to release that, that the reason that you're going through the test is because you can. If you couldn't, he wouldn't, you wouldn't see it. He's faithful. He won't allow you to go through anything that you can't handle. So everything that I'm going through that I see, I can handle. So the temptation that I can't handle, he won't allow us to see. Now, now, <laughs> let's go back to Luke chapter number eight, because this is where God wanted me to land. In, in, in verse number 22, what does the Bible say? Jesus said, what? Let us... Go over unto the other side of the lake. Did he not say that? Now, the Lord told me to stop driving through the scripture. I want you to walk through it. 
when I walk through my neighborhood, I see trees and plants that I never saw before, but they've always been there. When I drive through, I'm passing by so fast, I miss it. Sometimes we read the Bible and we're driving through. But he wants us to walk through because there's some things there that I need you to see if you slow down. So Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Now, the Bible in Psalm 119, verse number 89, says, Thy word, O Lord, is forever settled in heaven. So the person who said, let's go to the other side, we can't just look at him as Jesus. Before he was Jesus, he was the word. And so if he's the word, then his word cannot return unto him void. So whatever he says out of his mouth has to come to pass. Now the disciples were, they, they were afraid when the boat and the storm came and the water started getting in the ship. Jesus said, let's go where? To the other side. It would have been different if he said, I'm going to the other side. But he said, let us. Go to the other side. So now if I am an us, then I'm going to the other side with Jesus because that's what he said. So let me ask you, what has he said? And, and, and what happened here, conditions change. We got in the boat. We were going to the other side. We didn't have a problem with Jesus going to sleep. Until the conditions change. And when the conditions change, now we forgot about what he said and we started looking at the conditions. And so sometimes as believers, we can forget what he told us in the beginning and start looking at the outside conditions when the storm arises. No, no, you got to go back to what he said because his word is forever settled in heaven. And when something is settled, you can't do nothing about it. Heaven and earth going to pass away, but his word shall never pass away. It's forever. It's forever settled. And so where is your faith? Is it still as strong as it was? Because faith sometimes can waver. Come on, somebody. Jesus told Peter, uh, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your what? Faith fails not. Out of all of the things that Jesus could have prayed for, why would he pray for this man's faith? Because without it, it's impossible to please God. And he gave us a measure. We all have something in common. He measured some faith to all of us. Where is yours? Is it great faith? Is it little faith? Is it no faith? 
The question is, where is your faith? What did you stop believing God for? What's too hard for him? Amen. Did he promise you anything? Is he a miracle worker? Amen. A promise keeper, a way maker. See, sometimes you just need a way maker. <laughs> you, so, you, you know, sometimes it, this, it had not been seen before, so we need a way maker. The children of Israel needed a way maker when they were crossing over the Red Sea. When they were coming out of Egypt, they needed a way maker. The sea is in front of us. Pharaoh's army is in the back of us. God, we need a way maker. God made a way. Amen. And, 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 and the old folks used to say uh, he made a way out of no way. Because that's who he is. He's a, he's a way maker. And so, so listen, when Jesus speaks, you can put a period there. Now, we either believe that or we don't. Now it's time to walk it out. Now it's time to go through the seasons. Now it's time to deal with the storms. And, and so Jesus, I love this passage because he spoke it first. But before we even open up the Bible for this sermon here, we said some things first. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. If God be for me, who can be against me? I made it through yesterday. If I made it through yesterday and I open up my eyes today, I'm going to win. If the devil didn't take me out last night and I woke up this morning, I'm going to win. Listen, I'm telling you, the victory has already been given me because he told me that he's already given us the victory. That's what he said. Now, I don't care what the storm looks like. I don't care. Listen, the boat could have turned into a submarine, but it was going to get to the other side because he said it. His word cannot return unto him void. You can trust his word. When he says something, is forever settled. That's why I believe the most important thing you do every day is hear God. Because what did he say? Every morning, what did he say? Amen. Because he's going to say something to you. Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide us where? In the all truth. He's going to teach us. He's going to lead us. And so the Bible says they went to the other side. Jesus was so confident that he went to sleep on a pillow. But he had to get up and he had to ask the question, where is your faith? What happened to it? In church, sometimes even the best of us, the, 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 the prayer warriors, the intercessors, the pastors, the preachers, the deacons, sometimes our faith gets tested and we, we waver. Sometimes we add too much. We count too much. Amen. Sometimes we even see ourselves differently than God sees us. And our faith is not as strong as it used to be. What happened to Peter's faith? 
This was the guy that got up and walked on water. He was walking on water. He was the guy that proclaimed the Messiah. And he meant it when he said, if everybody else leave you, I won't. I'll die. He meant that. He wasn't just joking. But when the conditions change, his faith wavered. He saw his master being mistreated. Listen, I've seen you feed 5,000 men. I, I, listen, I've seen you heal dead folk. I, I have seen you open blinded eyes. I, I have seen you perform miracles. How can this happen to you? May it never be. And he didn't know how to respond to it. Why? Satan had desired to sift him. What was he after? His faith. Some of us are trying to protect possessions. We need to make sure that our faith doesn't fail. And Jesus said, when my prayer gets answered, now I want you to strengthen your brethren. And so God has sent me here today to strengthen my brethren because sometimes our faith begins to waver. The question is, where is it today? It's somewhere we got to find it. Is it in a good place? Is it in a healthy place? Can God trust me with this assignment to finish it without failing, without wavering, without quitting? Amen. Ministry is going to test you. Being a child of God, you're going to be tested, especially living in the world that we live in right now. You're going to be tried to live holy and sanctified. Sometimes you ain't going to feel like praising, but you got to praise anyhow. Some, sometimes you're not going to feel like going, but you're going to have to go anyhow because that's the assignment that's on your life. And what God does, he gives us more grace when we go. Sometimes, uh, Pastor, I know in this church y'all don't have this problem, but sometimes at Antioch, folk expect grace to hit them where they are before they take a step. See, the grace is in the going. When you stay in the bed, there's no grace to stay in the bed. The grace is to get up and do the hard thing that you don't want to do, and that's when the grace hits you. When the grace hits you, that's when you're able to stand and proclaim and declare it no matter what the storm looks like. And so the question is today, where is your faith? Is it weak? Is it little? Is it great? Is it strong? Is it uh, wavering? Where is it? And then the, the second question that, that I just want you to see in the scripture, who is he talking to? The disciples, servants, followers. And sometimes we think he, Jesus is always fussing at the people that ain't in church. He's preaching to the church. He's, he's saying this to the church. Church, where is your faith? I know I put it in you. I know you have it. But now, where is it? Where, where is your faith? And so, what happens to our faith? And we're going to answer this question. What, what happens? And, 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 you know, my wife and I, when we preach, we're very transparent. And, you know, when, when God called me to preach and pastor the church over 19 years ago, you're talking about a man with strong faith. I mean, I had strong faith. And people were laughing at me on the job. Uh, I mean, they were, they were telling me this could not be done in Dallas. Folk don't, you, 
Bible study. People don't go to Bible study in Dallas. And, you know, they were, they were giving me all these different excuses and reasons why it wouldn't work. And, but my faith was so strong, I ignored all, all of that talk. And continue. We, we, just, we just blindly, by faith, blind faith, followed the instructions that God gave us. And then we started to grow. And when we started to grow, um, smart people came to church. <laughs> and, and people who made sense. You understand what I'm saying? They, they would give me practical knowledge and, you know, information. And, well, pastor, if you did it this way, if you do it this way, and, 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 and all of a sudden, what he said to me, I began to waver because the conditions changed. The Lord told me early on, everybody that comes to church, I'm sending them to you because they need a pastor. No matter how old they are, they need a pastor. And I need you to pastor them when they come because they need it. And pastor, I've had folk to come that didn't think they needed one. And so they didn't stay long. Amen. But what happens to our faith? You know what happens? Time. Time ha happens to our faith. Uh, we have said in our own mind, God, when you going to bless us? Even in, in our marriages, by now we ought to be. By now we ought to have. Says who? Look at the time with Abraham and Sarah to have Isaac. 25 years. 25 years. Look at the time when, jo when God showed Joseph the dream that he was going to be a prime minister uh, and a ruler, and it took, it took uh, 13 years for that to happen. He was 17 when he showed it to him. He was 30 uh, when he got it. And so look at all the things he had to go through time-wise. He, 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 was, he was betrayed by his brothers. They wanted to kill him, and Reuben wouldn't let him, and, and, and so they put him in a hole in a pit, and then he was sold into slavery. And after he was sold into slavery, he, he, he was in a, 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 a Potiphar's house and uh, was, was basically uh, assaulted by his wife, by Potiphar's wife, accused of attempted rape, thrown in prison, and forgotten about. Even after he was a blessing there, they forgot about him in prison. But God didn't forget. I told you, I showed you, I shared with you the vision. Though it tarry, you got to wait for it because it surely is going to come to pass. And in the fullness of time, see, that, that's the thing. In the fullness of time, that's when God's going to do what he said. We just got to now have enough in us to walk into the fullness of time, no matter how long it takes. Time happens to our faith. God's taking too long. God doesn't work in deadlines. I, I you know, think about this. A good time for God to come and rescue the three Hebrew boys out of the fiery furnace would have been before they went in. I mean, that would have been a good time to come get them. Come on to rescue God. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Being on time means I'm not going in this fiery furnace. But that's not what he did. 
We can't get delivered from everything. Some things we need to overcome. There are some things we need to go through. We want to rebuke and bind everything. Some things God wants us to walk through. There, there are some things God just, he just wants us to be better when we go through it. Conditions change. It happens to our, the conditions. The conditions change here. It was not a storm when they got in the boat. But, at, but on the way, the storm came. You know that didn't happen by accident. Amen. Who's going to come against the word? And, and, and Satan's coming against the word. What did the word say? Let's go to the other side. There's work over here to, to be done. Not going over here for nothing. And so as they're going to the other side, here comes the storm. So we act like the devil ain't going to come and attack us when God sends us somewhere. He's coming, but it's not going to matter whether he comes or not because the word is forever settled. You, listen, the enemy is not greater than the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so when I got the word, I got everything. Think about what Jesus left behind in heaven. He, he, all he came to earth with was the word. This church is standing because of the word. It's a strong word here. Can we say amen? So the conditions change in insight. We see things. These eyes will deceive you. So you got to learn how to open up your spiritual eyes. You got spiritual eyes that you can use and open up. Uh, Elijah had a servant that they were surrounded and, 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 uh, he didn't know what to do, and Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. And when, he op- when God opened his eyes, he, he saw a, a, a whole myriad of, of angels and an army that had surrounded them to fight against their enemy. What happened? His eyes were open, his natural eyes, but not his spiritual eyes. Sometimes we're looking with the wrong set of eyes. I see better with my eyes closed. I see better with my eyes closed. Pastor, sometimes when, when uh, the vision that God gave me for our ministry, and I look out amongst the congregation and I say, this ain't what I saw. Then I have to close my eyes and go to the church that he showed. Me. I actually go there in the spirit. And then I come back and I'm able to pastor the church that I have. Because I visited the one that he showed me. But I did that in the spirit. Amen. Is this all right? And so, so, so what, happens, what happens to our faith? Uh, sight does. And then finally, lies that the enemy has told us. Remember when Peter was walking on the water? We act like he just took a step. He got out of the boat. And the Bible says he walked on the water. Now, anybody that, that's ever been in the water, you know, you can't take one step on water <laughs> before you hitting the bottom, right? So this man gets out, and, 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 and if you study that, Jesus, he said, Lord, if, it's, if, if you're willing, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. In other words, he gave him permission to come. 
And so what did he say? Come. He spoke what? The word. And so now, by faith, Peter jumps out of the boat while everybody else gets. He jumps out of the boat and starts walking on water. The Bible says to go to Jesus. And so as he's walking on water to go to Jesus, there's a storm raging. And as the storm is raging, Peter ignores the storm and continues to walk to Jesus. But on the way, somebody started talking to him. Because he was fine as long as he was walking and looking at Jesus. But as soon as he turned his gaze away from Jesus, something, somebody was whispering in his ear. And as a believer, even as we are obeying God, there's always whispers from the enemy. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? Nobody in your family has ever done that before. Who do you think you are to be doing something like that? that are, these are lies from the pits of hell, and you've got to ignore every word that the enemy is saying. And so as he's walking to go to Jesus, the Bible says he looked at the storm and beginning to sink. He cried out to Jesus. And the Bible says the Lord saved him and picked him up. And then they walked back to the boat. They didn't swim back. Lord, have mercy. They, they, they did not swim back to the boat. So the lies that the enemy was telling him were lies and Jesus did not rebuke the storm until they got back to the boat. And so what he did is he, he when, when Peter got weak in his faith, when he began to waver in his faith because he took his eyes off of him, Jesus did not condemn him. Jesus grabbed him. Jesus put him in his arms. And Jesus walked with him back to the boat. So what he was saying was, I'm not going to stop the storm but I'm going to show you how to walk through one. I'm, I'm not going to cause the storm to cease, but I'm going to let you know how to serve even when the storms are raging, that the storms do not keep you from doing your assignment. And then they got back in the boat, and when they got in the boat, that's when he rebuked the storm to let us all know we can walk through the storm. But as we're walking through the storm, Jesus is walking with us. My time is up. And I thank you for yours. Can we give the Lord a hand clap?